I'm Jordy. And I'm Juliet. And this is Diaper Baggage, a podcast that shows you how to get rid of the mom guilt. On this week's episode, we'll talk about what's on our wish list for the holidays. Plus, we have our very first guest star who leads us through a quick mom-approved workout. This is our last episode of our first season. I know, we did it. We did it. And just at the very end of 2019, I'm I'm very proud of us. I am too. You know, we are fucking busy. <laughs> yeah. And we made time to do this. And I think it's great. And hopefully it's been helpful for all of you listeners. <laughs> yeah, I think... Um, it's been like a really good exercise for me as well to talk about these things. I know that we're really good about talking about a lot of these topics, just the two of us, but being able to kind of dedicate the time every couple of weeks to chatting about things that's on our mind and things that we've struggled with and then hearing from people who have been listening to it and commenting about how it's helping them has been really rewarding in multiple ways that I didn't anticipate. I agree. It's been super fulfilling to just hear that people are listening and, and getting good information from us. And then I think it's great for us to get, like you're saying, get those feelings out, talk about things that are stressing us out or things that are making us happy or whatever. But just being a mom is a very... Roller coaster. Roller coaster. It's a, it's a multi-varied experience. So <laughs> there's a lot to discuss. That's ever-changing. <laughs> and it's always, it's nice kind of like... You know, when we first started this, Wilder wasn't even a year old, and now he's a year and a half. And like, that's crazy. It's crazy, you know, like how much has changed from when we first started this. Yeah, Abby poops on the potty now. <gasps> yeah, I mean that was a whole episode. I know it was about pooping on the potty. Look at how so, much I know, and it's exactly how the pediatrician said it was going to happen. She was like, "Just don't force it. Eventually, she will just decide she's ready." And I was like, "I don't believe you. I'm going to have to like." get an expert and yeah. call some sort of a, you know, crazy therapist. <laughs> poopy, pop, poopy specialist. Yeah. And then it, it's exactly what happened. It was at the, right around the end of the summer. She just was ready. I think honestly, that's probably one of the hardest things that I've struggled with being a mom is sort of because we only have one and we haven't gone through it before, right. like trusting that it is just a phase or it's right, going like, to, well, my, but it's my kid. My kid isn't like other kids. Exactly. How do you know that's going to happen? Exactly. It's like, how is Wilder ever going to drop down to one nap? You know, it's never going to happen. He's just going to be a kid. That's going to be one of those kids at 18 months is still taking two naps and is waking up early. It's like, no, he just ended. It was a struggle, but he's at 18 months now and taking one nap yeah. like perfectly fine. And it's just like having faith in that process. Mm-hmm. But anyway, we've had a busy couple of weeks yeah. and, um, I, we had Thanksgiving in the we middle did. and um, I hosted my first one. How did that go? It went really well. I was really happy with everything my mom and I cooked. I could not have done it without her. We cooked for 12 hours on Wednesday oh from 8 30 to 8 30. But it meant that on actual Thanksgiving, all we had to do was the turkey and then the gravy after the turkey was the turkey was done cooking and the mac and cheese. So it was actually a very low stress day. Yeah. Um, which was great. And we spatchcocked the turkey. I, which, I don't that sounds dirty, but Yeah, <laughs> I know, right? Which if you aren't used to roasting birds, um, that's when you basically lay it out flat. Oh. So what's great about that is we did what's called a dry brine, so we stuck a bunch of salt on it the night before um, and let it hang out in the fridge for about 24 hours. And then you bring it down to room temp for like two or three hours, and then by the time it cooks, it only needs to cook for 90 minutes. What? Because it's been brought down to room temp and because of the way it's placed when you spatchcock it, it's not 
as thick, thick right. you know, it's laid out f- more flat. Um, so we had a really tender, juicy, mm. salty bird, like not overly salty, but just like well flavored yeah. bird. And, um, I was so impressed with myself. You had little menus out. You I did. To- I printed menus. It was amazing. I wanted to be at that Thanksgiving Next dinner. year, man. Yeah. How was yours? Um, it was lovely. Very low key. We always go to my in-laws in Pennsylvania and, you know, my husband's mom really does all the cooking. I don't have to do anything. <laughs> so uh, I just kind of sat there, enjoyed having family around and um, Wilder hung out and played. That was, it was very low key. Um, but then, uh, last week, just after Thanksgiving, uh, Ross and I and Wilder all went to St. Bart's for the first time, which was lovely. It's a beautiful Island. I know you haven't been before. It's a very European feel. Um, there's, it's very local feeling. You're not going to see like huge Hilton's or any McDonald's or anything like that. It's like very, very local, which I liked. And it was beautiful weather. We were really lucky. It was like 85 and sunny every day. And the water was warm. And everyone was really, really welcoming and warm. Um, I think I posted a photo on our diaper baggage account while we were there from a lunch that we had where Ross and I each were having a glass of rosé and we had the baby bottle. And <laughs> oh, it was, yeah. It was great because that restaurant um, was right on the beach. So Wilder could kind of play in the sand while we actually enjoyed a delicious meal. I had some of the best pasta pesto mm. or pesto pasta ever. It was great. But unfortunately, right before the trip, Wilder got really sick with roseola, um, which I don't know if anyone kids have had that before, but it's a really high fever, like 103 for three to four days. Um, not, you know, lethargic all the time, really cranky, wanting to be held. We were exhausted. His fever broke the morning that we left for the trip. So I knew he was going to be okay on the trip. Our doctor gave us some antibiotics just in case. Um, but he was still kind of cranky until Saturday when, um, he really got back to himself and it, after the fever breaks, they break out in a rash all over. So he had this like rash all over. It doesn't hurt them or is itchy or anything, mm-hmm. but it just kind of like looks weird. And then that went away. So we were dealing with that, but, um, which was very stressful. We basically didn't sleep for days and the plane ride was kind of miserable. And yeah, I got it. I got a text from you at some point that, I was like, that week being like, when do they stop getting sick all the time? Yes. Yes. <laughs> Uh, I just was like, I feel like he's been sick since October. This was the worst. I feel like he's had like a cold since October, which also inherently means that Ross and I have had a cold right. since it's then. It's just a constant runny nose. Constant. Yeah, that first two years, I, I mean, I don't even know how many boxes of tissues I went through. I, I do think it gets a little bit easier. I mean, knock on wood, but after sort of crossing that two-year mark, she definitely gets sick more than an adult gets sick, but it's not like a continual nasal drip from October to March, which is really what it was when she was about his age. Yeah, you know? it's it's awful. And last year I didn't really deal with it because he was so little, but that leads us into our segment, first segment of the day, which is... Shit, we Googled. So speaking of that, I uh, was really curious about flu season this year because I was with a friend from high school on Monday night. We got a huge group of us together for drinks, which was very fun. That's fun. Yeah. And um, he's a surgeon and he was telling me, I was complaining about how people behind me were anti-vaxxers in line when I was grabbing my lunch and I wanted to turn around and strangle them. And he was like, yeah, he's like, well, you'd be surprised. Like sometimes we hear nurses talk about it. What? I know. And he said, 
it's kind of funny though because if you are a nurse or I guess probably anybody that works at a hospital and you choose not to get the flu shot, you have to wear at his hospital at least you have to wear a mask the entire flu season. So it's it's a scarlet letter basically being like I chose not to get vaccinated, therefore I have to wear this mask all the time. Anyway. That's bizarre. So we were talking about flu, and and he was saying, you know, like, people think about it in terms of, oh, yeah, you might be down for the count for a few days, um, but that's it. But he was like, I see at least one 30-something normally healthy adult in the ICU um, every flu season. Whoa. It really can knock you down, so... It's very important, everyone, to get your flu shot. <laughs> um, but anyway, so then I was thinking about, like, well, how long is flu season, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it does vary from year to year. So basically what I found since Googling is that um, this year they're expecting it to peak between December and February. So if you haven't already gotten your flu shot, I do recommend getting it. Um, and even if you do end up getting the flu, your symptoms will be much yeah. abated mm-hmm. if you already have had that vaccine and they um you know they change up the formulas every year to to try and get that special sauce of what the the flu virus might look like this year um but they are predicting that this season is actually going to peak or or sorry start earlier than normal yeah it already has it, i think it already has um so protect yourself funny Wa- funny wash your hands yeah funny story about flu shots when you know when you're pregnant you got one and so I got my flu shot when I was pregnant and Ross got a flu shot that season too. Both of us got the flu. Oh, I remember that. Um, and he was, I mean, I was sick, but he was like really sick. And I was like, what the F? Like we both got the flu shot. And like, you would think of like me, I would probably be the one that's more sick because my body's doing like so right. much else, like, you know, creating human life. And it, once we went to the doctor, they're like, oh, yeah, there's, like, different levels of flu vaccines, and I got, like, a better level than what Ross got, so he got sicker. I, I just thought that was, like, so, so nuts. weird that they gave, I mean, obviously, they gave a pregnant woman, like, the best one, yeah. but, like, why aren't we all getting the best one? I know. One? Now I'm wondering what CVS gave me. Yeah. Hmm. So he was, like, I mean, I was sick, but he was just, like, in, I've never seen him so sick before. And they're like, oh, yeah, there's different vaccines out there. So it's like, how do I get the, like, you know. Yeah, the, like, the Cadillac. A, yeah, the Cadillac of, of flu vaccines. <laughs> but when we, you know, with Wilder being sick, too, I was asking the doctor, like, how long am I going to have to deal with this? And it was not the answer I wanted. And she said, like, pretty much, you know, he's going to be sick until March. Oh, yeah, yeah. On yeah. and off sick until March. And it started in October. Which is why everybody needs to plan at least one warm weather vacation between now and yeah. then. Cause. I honestly <laughs> think being in St. Bart's probably helped him. Um, I, not everyone can go to St. Bart's for like recovery <laughs> purposes. Rosiola is going to work itself out anyway. Right. It's, it's a virus. But I think just kind of getting rid of that like residual cold that was lingering, I think really helped because we were in like a bit of humidity. There was salt water. Mm-hmm. And ever since we've been home, he hasn't had a runny nose or a cough or anything. That's so, good. And he had had it for like weeks and weeks and weeks, even before the roseola. So I think it just like cleared out. So I do recommend getting to at least some place warm if you can at some point. Just If you can't do that, buy a sad lamp, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just, and a humidifier. Yeah. <laughs> and just, just like, pretend. Just pretend. Exactly. Um, well, good to know. We are informing everyone about flu seasons. Get your flu shots, people. Hashtag not an ad. So for hashtag not an ad this week, um, we're making it holiday themed. Yay. Jingle bells, 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 jingle
little puzzle. Actually, Hanukkah and Christmas overlap this year. They do. Uh, we're going up to Lake Placid this year for Christmas, and our first night there is Hanukkah, the first night of Hanukkah. Yeah. Um, so the hotel had called, actually, to ask if we wanted Christmas trees in our rooms. Oh, my God, that's so cute. Yeah, except uh, you have to pay for it, so I'm, I'm, oh, on, I'm on the fence. <laughs> but uh, I just called them yesterday to ask if they were doing anything for Hanukkah, because I think if they're going to offer Christmas trees, they should probably also offer menorahs. So yes. we'll, I'll report back on that. Um, <laughs> but I thought it would be really fun to talk about what we wanted. Yeah, these are things see. that we don't currently own yet, yes. but we will hopefully... hopefully. Anyone listening? <coughs> Husbands. <coughs> um, <laughs> things that are on our hashtag not mad holiday list. Yeah. So should I go first? You go first. I mean, I have a few random things, so I'll, I'll do the random things first, and then I'll get, like, my big present. Yeah. Um, I really want, because I get, it reminded me of it when we were in St. Bart's, I get really bad bug bites. I have, like, really bad reactions. I want the thing, I think it's called the bug bite. Oh, I thing. have one. What? Yeah, I have one upstate. Okay, tell them, tell everybody what it is, and then we can talk about it. So it's this like tool that you that you put on top of your bug bites, and it like sucks the stuff out to make it stop itching. And it's like nine dollars or something so cheap. And I don't know why I don't just buy it for myself. But I bought it off of an Instagram ad over the summer. And does it work? Okay, so it. <laughs> I believe it does, but you need to do it immediately after the bite. Because mm. I was trying it like two days later, and at that point, there's the venom isn't like close to the surface right, of your it's in skin. Your yeah, yeah. Um, but I got it because my friend Christina is super allergic to bug bites, so I wanted to be like prepared with everything. Also, I just thought it was really cool. So, um, I mean, the suction is super powerful. Yeah, so. I've heard people say they use it for like blackheads and stuff on their nose to like pull like oh. impurities out of their skin. It leaves That's a mark for like a second, but they'll use it I, okay, as well, like... Okay, well, I'll report back on that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I'll let you know. But yeah, anyway, it's a really cool thing. I can just buy it. It's like $10. It's not That's a good stocking but I'm like, stuffer. That would be a really great present, like a cheap little thing that it would make me really, really happy because I get such bad reactions to bug bites. Um... So that's like one little thing that I really want in my life. The other little thing is I I really want to make a concerted effort in uh, the new year to be mindful of my use of single-use plastics. I feel like, you know, I don't use water bottles. I have a reusable one, but just looking around, like I had cheese things for a while during like every single time I was like, oh, this is plastic. Mm-hmm. Like, so I really would love to get some like I see Instagram has all these like amazing different reusable things to store food, to use, to go pick groceries up, all this stuff. And I would just like to kind of have a really good set of things that uh, helps me kind of reduce my single use plastic use. That's a great idea. I, um, I switched last year to trying to not use plastic bags. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love the stasher bags. Stasher so bags. I just keep them in our sort of cheese drawer. Mm. And then that way, if I have any leftovers or extra cheese or anything, they're just kind of already in the fridge and you can get them in different sizes. Apparently you can also use them as sous vide bags. Oh, interesting. Um, I would want a sous vide for your holidays too. That's a good gift. Oh, Mike got that for me last year and it was a great <laughs> gift. Um, so uh, those are great. And then also you can get um, reusable uh, like beeswax paper oh, yeah. for cheese. So I keep those in there as well. Those are good ideas. I would love just a little set. But my really big gift that I want, um, I love, love, love pajamas. I think I could have a whole wardrobe of just pajamas. And I love all the ones that I have, and I have really nice ones. But I realize I only have one set of short pajamas. Mm-hmm. Like all of them are mostly long, and they're great. And the ones that I have are from Liberty in London, <gasps> and I love them. Uh, but I feel like they're starting to probably wear out because I wear them a lot. And I really want another pair of like really nice short 
uh, pajamas and a brand that I came across is called Flora Dancia and they just make these like beautiful pajamas in all different styles but they have the like shorts short sleeves shorts long sleeves and they just have these really cute prints I think I've, they're beautiful they're really Jordy pretty just show them to me um, but you know, like the silk ones are like $525, which is like a lot for, uh, pajamas, but that would just, I would wear them out all the time. Hashtag not out, self-care. but like I would wear them out because I would wear them all the time. But anyway, that's my hashtag, not an ad holiday <laughs> wish list <laughs> from bug bites to $500 silk pajamas. <laughs> um, so I, we've talked about this before. I don't know if we talked about it on the podcast, but, um, I am really into the idea that fanny packs are becoming a thing again. I love it. Especially when you're traveling with a kid. When I'm traveling alone with Avi, if I can have my hands free of everything, yes. it just makes a huge difference. So um, there's a brand called Dagny Dover, which we both love really them. like. Yeah. And um, They're my travel. I use them for my travel toiletry kit. Oh, I bought that for my niece last year for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And, and they make a really great diaper bag. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's new. Um and um, I think their fanny packs are so cute. And there's one that's sort of a like a heathered gray. Mm-hmm. So that's on my wish list. Um, I also keep hearing about um, Drunk Elephant uh, Baby Facial. It's like a serum slash occasional mask you can mm. use that's just supposed to exfoliate and make your skin super soft. Um, and I always feel like that's a good gift because maybe I don't want to spend a lot of money on like yeah. really fancy serums or masks, but, um, if it's a special occasion. Yeah, a special occasion. And then for my big gift, I don't know. I mean, I lately have been moving towards just wanting to go on trips. Yeah. I mean, me too. Ultimately that's like yeah. all I ever want. <laughs> uh, I feel like trips are always something that like Ross and I will give you. E- like this is we're just setting aside some extra money yeah and we're gonna go on this trip together um so it's like a good joint present but yeah experiences I'm always happier with experiences honestly yeah um but you know the presents are great but some you know bug back bug bite extracting tools and pajamas I wouldn't hate yeah totally awesome happy holidays you too so for our main segment today, we got to interview one of Jordy's friends, mm-hmm. um, who's a very accomplished personal trainer who works specifically with moms. Um, she was overseas when we did the interview, so we did it on Skype. So if you notice sort of a difference in the way everybody sounds, that's why. Um, but yeah, it was our first guest star, so we're yep. really excited. So um, have a we, listen. Yeah. We decided since it was it's almost the new year and a lot of us make resolutions to get back in shape. Um, but we both know that that can be very hard as a mom, uh, trying to fit in those workouts. So we decided to tap an expert. Um, and that's why we have Kirsty Sandberg with us. She's actually a, a health coach and a personal trainer who specializes in, um, prenatal, postnatal moms. Uh, and she actually has two little boys herself, uh, a, a husband that's a pilot. So he's on the road a lot and Christy manages to fit it all in and help other women fit it all in as well. So thank you, Christy, for joining us today. You're actually right now you're in the UK, but normally you're based in Sweden. So thank you for calling in. No, pleasure. Thanks so much for having me. So can you just first off, tell us a little bit about how you, got into coaching and personal training and why specifically did you decide to focus on moms? 
Yeah. Okay. So I became um, a personal trainer when I was in a job that I absolutely hated. Um, oh gosh, about five years ago. And I, I absolutely loved it. And I loved helping others and kind of seeing the progression that was really rewarding for me. Um, but then what I realized on my own journey was that it isn't just about the workout. There's always something more. And I was this kind of person that weighed my food constantly and I had a real obsessive relationship with food. And I thought, okay, well, maybe I should look at that a little bit. Um, instead of punishing myself so much as I was in, in training and triathlon. And, and then I kind of went on a bit of a journey myself. And when I did this health coaching qualification a few years back, I really didn't think that I was going to set up a business doing it. I really thought, okay, well, this will be for me and my own, my own thing and my own path. And, and then I just wanted to share it and so it's kind of grown from there really um so yeah I just want to share everything that I've done and I've learned and tips that I can give and so that's that's where it, it started from and I suppose the reason I wanted to focus on mums is once I had Hugo my first boy who's just over two oh wow I couldn't I was not prepared for the changes <laughs> in my body in my mind oh I didn't recognize myself my identity it was massive and there's just not enough out there it's and it's so confusing not only kind of the fitness side of things which is you know I think there's still a massive, you mustn't exercise or you have to be really, really careful and you can't do this. And uh, so I wanted to kind of deconstruct that and see what I could actually do. But from the emotional, the mental side of being a mom, I just don't think there's enough support out there at all. Mm-hmm. So that, that's why I said, you know what? Mums are so special. They really need their own. They need someone that just specializes in them. That's great. And uh, as Jordi was saying, I just I'm in awe of you <laughs> you, yeah. I don't know you fit everything into 24 hours a day but I would love to know um you know because Jordy and I both love working out but it can be tricky finding the time and I think especially for you with a husband that travels and two kids instead of one how do you figure out a, a way to fit it into your routine well, now that I have two, yes, it, it's definitely harder, but I, I've removed all expectations on the workout. So I kind of set aside every day, um, I, like maybe five days, probably um, 20 to 30 minutes. And I have Vincent and there's two stations I have, which is the kind of the jumperoo and the and the play mat on the floor. And he kind of cycles between the two during the workout. And then I have to make it fun. And I get Hugo involved and we have some baby weights that don't weigh anything. And he's very- <laughs> baby weights I didn't know that existed that's so cute yeah they don't they don't weigh anything and he kind of stands by me and copies me and sometimes Vincent joins me on the squat so it becomes a weighted (laughs) squat and and like I said I remove all expectation of you know I've got to do x amount and sweat this much and and really making it more fun and getting the boys involved and I really want to be that it's really important for me to be that role model for them because fitness is such a big part of my life and I love it I want them to think it's so normal to do it kind of in the living room, in the bedroom, you know, kind of wherever we can, we can fit it in. So I, yeah, that, that's kind of all I do. I make it fun and I, I, and I just do as much as I possibly can really. And you feel like you can really like get in a solid workout in 20 minutes in your living room. Absolutely. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So on that note, then (laughs) we would love to do with you a little workout. If you could walk us through some of the moves that you do typically at home that anyone listening could walk away from, you know, walk away from listening to this and be able to just 
go and do it super easy in their living room in 20 minutes, even if there's kind of little ones hanging around. So could you walk us through it? And you can't see it right now. I will have some video of it, uh, on our Instagram, but Juliet is going to do some of the moves for us. We have a mat set out and everything. And I know Kirsty, you said you're going to post these moves on uh, your Instagram account as well, which is, um, at got vitality. Um, yeah. and so We'll talk through them right now, but there's definitely going to be a visual after the fact. So be sure to check out uh, both at Diaper Baggage and at Got Vitality, G-O-T, and you'll be able to see the moves for yourself. But let's let's start. So start us off with your workout. Okay, perfect. So let's start with the basic squat, and I'm going to give you some levels to do. So you can just do a basic squat. So think chest up, straight back, engage the core. You want your feet hip width apart and really squeeze your pelvic floor. And I'm going to be really crude here, but when you think about squeezing the pelvic floor, think about stopping the fart. That's the best way to squeeze it. Keep your glutes um, relaxed and legs while you're, while you're squeezing the pelvic floor. And then think about sitting back in a chair. And go just slowly down for two and up for two, if you can just do a few of those. That's just level one. If you want to make it level two, when you lower down in the squat, raise your arms up in the air. So it becomes kind of, you're making an X with your body. That makes sense. So raise your arms up in the air, just as you go down and then bring them down to your side when you stand up. And then the next level from there, when you've done a few of those, is you can add a side leg lift in. So when you add the leg lift, don't worry about the, the kind of the, the height of it. Just squeeze your glutes when you lift that leg up to the side and then bring it back down when you squat back down and then stand back up. And then you do, the leg you do a squat side. and a leg lift and then a squat and a leg lift. Exactly. Yep. And do you really between legs or do you do the same side? No, definitely alternate and okay. think about really squeezing your glutes at the top. And then that should give you a kind of a, a real power through the glutes. All right. And then if you, so that's kind of like my low impact. You can hold your baby during this, right? Sorry? You can hold your baby during this. Exactly. Yep. You can hold your baby. You can coo over one that's lying on the floor. It's perfect. <laughs> if you have an older child, then you can also do like a jumping one. So you kind of jump out into a star and then down into a squat. So that's kind of a high impact version of that move. Got it. Okay. So that's move one. Yep. You tell me when you've done enough squats. <laughs> don't know how many you've done. Juliet used her cat because her daughter's at preschool right now. But we, <laughs> she did it with cat. <laughs> Love it. I use cat. <laughs> so what's move number two? Okay, so that's uh, we're going to do a reverse double lunge with a knee lift, and that's kind of the final level. But if you think about doing a lunge, so have something nearby for stability, depending on how far, I don't know how far postpartum you are. Um, but again, same things, chest up straight back, engaging the core, feet hip width apart. And when you step back, try not to kind of make your feet go in line. Make sure that they stay hip width apart because that will help with stability as well. So you're going to lower down, just keep your chest lifted, lower down slowly to start with and think about both knees going into right angles so you want to get 90 degrees in both knees and it's kind of a further step back than maybe you think it's going to be so yeah so go down for two and up for two and then then once you've come to the top bring your feet back to where you started and then go on the opposite leg that's lovely that's level one and then level two when you're down in the bottom of the lunge add a pulse so like almost like a mini, mini, mini lunge and then back up again. So it's like double in one. Got it. 
That gets your glutes. Oh yeah. I'm doing this in jeans, which was not the smartest idea. <laughs> and then for kind of a more of a, a bit of a add a bit of impact add a bit of cardio if you when you step your knee like your legs together think about driving your knee up and like re jumping up in the air like with your opposite arm up in the air like uh i don't i don't know how to it's like a knee lift jump like high in the air like half a tuck basically oh, so, okay. yeah, yeah that makes sense <laughs> <laughs> got it cool awesome all right. Is there any more? Oh, yes, definitely. Ah. Let's so we can do some press-ups. So you can do those against the wall or you can do them on the floor. So you do them on the wall, depending on, as I said, stage postpartum. And the closer you are to the wall, the easier it is and the further away. And then obviously squeeze. Um, uh, core is a really important one and glutes. Or you can do them on the floor with your in on all fours with your knees further apart and kind of lower down if you have your hands directly under your shoulders um that's going to be more triceps and if you have your arms further apart that's going to be more chest either and then obviously the pace of that is going to get your heart rate up a little bit okay. nice and quickly with that one great what's next my favorite is um, glute bridges, um, which is called like a London bridge. So you lie on your back with your knees bent up and hands by your sides. And you're just going to squeeze your glutes up to the ceiling. So like it, raise your hips up as, uh, as always, squeeze the pelvic floor and the core. And then what you do is you come halfway down and then you go back up to the top and then all the way down. So it's kind of like one and a half. So you go all the way to the top, halfway down, all the way to the top and then down. And then again, if you want to sit your baby or your cat on your belly while you're doing this, you absolutely can. <laughs> awesome. And do you have uh, like one more maybe? Or a couple yeah. more? One more. We can do tricep dips, which is a good one. You can have your, you can do that off a chair. You can do that off the sofa, off a coffee table. You can have your hands kind of where your, where your bum is. You can sit on your hands to start with. Elbows go straight back. Keep your bum really close to the, to whatever item you're using. Mm -hmm. uh, and keep your knees bent for, to make it easier. And then kind of making it harder, you straighten your legs out. You can pop a weight on your legs. Wouldn't really recommend a baby. <laughs> how painful that would be. But a cat, because they could jump off. So that would be <laughs> And again, you can do like the, like we did with the glute with the London bridge is you go fully down halfway up, fully down, and then all the way up. And then that adds a real kick as well. Cause it's more, more time under tension is what really gets the heart rate going a lot more than maybe just doing tricep dips or just doing glute, glute raises. Amazing. So mm. these were five really awesome moves. Do you have a recommendation as like a number of reps and sets to do that would make a complete workout? I would, I always do it by time. Um, because maybe I only have, it depends how much time I have, but I would do each exercise for maybe 30 seconds, take 10 seconds rest, and then go straight into the other one, like a circuit. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then it's kind of, it's removing this where I have to work out for an hour. It's like, okay, I'm going to get through one set. Let me see how I go. Is everyone happy? And then get through another, another kind of cycle of the same five exercises and then keep doing that. But I would, I would, the way I would do it is I would do a cardio and then a, more of a strength. So I would do the squat jumps and then maybe the press ups and then maybe the lunges with the knee jump and then the tricep dip. So I would always kind of alternate between cardio and strength. Got it. And how many days a week do you recommend someone do this workout? 
probably three. Three's, three's really, I feel like there's a massive sense of accomplishment with three. It's like, oh yes, it's like almost half a week I've done exercise. But if you haven't exercised and you struggle to get it in, then don't, I really wouldn't kind of put pressure on yourself. I would just say, okay, I try once this week and let me see how this fits into my life. And because it's always trial and error trying to build exercise in at home as well. What do I need? How's it going to work with the baby, with the children and, and build up from there really. Mm-hmm. Wonderful. And then do you do any um, cool down or any stretches at the end? Yeah, always. Absolutely. I'd always do kind of my basic ones are like the quad stretch, the hamstring stretch. I keep everything really easy. Um, and with the baby as well, it's really, uh, it can be really easy to do them on the floor. So you can have the baby lying next to you and you can hold your leg up to do a quad stretch while you're lying down as well. And kind of, and then like lay forward over your legs to do a hamstring stretch, doing it that way, really. I always try and make sure that everything I do, I can bring the baby in because he might not be happy for whatever reason. (laughs) (laughs) This is all great. Is there a way, like, say you're doing these moves for a few weeks and feeling like they're getting a bit easier. Is there a way to sort of up the intensity a bit? Can you add in weights or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. With so with the squats and the lunges, you can hold the weights, you can hold them on your thighs or with lunges, you can hold them by your side. With press-ups, you know, like going onto your toes would be the next one. But I really recommend being quite far postpartum to do that and have been in consistent exercise. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, with the, with the tricep dips, you can pop a weight on your legs as well. All of these ones, you can kind of, it's time and attention really that makes it harder, but you can make them a cardio element like we talked about with kind of jumping, which makes them a lot harder. It's like plyometrics, but you can definitely build that in for sure. Awesome. Christy, well, thank you so much for walking us through the workout and we're looking forward to watching the video on your Instagram. Um, I know that you have a coaching program coming up for new moms that anyone around the world can sign up for it. Can you tell me a little bit about that program? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I've been working with ladies that uh, are really struggling with kind of identity, this self-image, got self-love. The body, body image is a huge thing postpartum. And I think with social media has a lot to say, has a lot to account for now with posting these pictures of get your body back. And this is what you should look like six weeks after having a baby. And it's set all these expectations in, in women's minds that and they feel disappointed that they don't look like that. And it's just not real. And it's, and so I go through so many topics here, like mom guilt and the stress and relationship with food and exercise. And it's a 12 week program to kind of get you kickstarted on, uh, no matter what, what stage you are in the journey, but into a happier, uh, more calm and present uh, place in the motherhood journey once you've had a baby. And I have some mums that have already signed up to it that, that have children that are, oh gosh, the range is from, maybe three months old to about five years old. So there's no kind of benchmark on, oh, your child must only be this age. It really is applicable to to all mums. And like I said, I really just want to give mums kind of the support and the information that they need to to just be happy. It's really, really like happy mum, happy baby, happy, happy family, but kind of give them their ownership of their identity back as well. I think that's really powerful. Amazing. And where can people go if they're interested in signing up? They can just drop me an email. I think that'd probably be the easiest thing. And then I can send them the information or direct them to the, the page of my website. But maybe an email is probably the easiest. Great. And what's that email? It's Kirsty at gotvitality.com. Awesome. Well, Kirsty, thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us today and leading us through the workout. Um, it was really, really helpful. I'm excited to try it at home. Thank you so much. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on, ladies. And I hope you have a great day. You, you too. too. Take care. That's it for now. 
Have a great end of the year, and we'll see you in 2020 for the next season of Diaper Baggage. Bye!